50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from three. He's five to 10. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want he to be ranked in the number one. Eight. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another edition of Less Rage Cooed, presented by the Saxonian family, as well as Star Pizza. And since the big game is tomorrow, got to mention this, Star Pizza, get your pizzas for your big game party at Star Pizza today or tomorrow. But man, we're here to talk about a Cougs gritty 67-67 road win over the Cincinnati Bearcats. Cougs now 21-3 and overall, 8-3 and in the Big 12. I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. With me is my man, Deion Dunlap. And Yanez is doing teacher duty, certification duty, so he may not join us this evening. So it's me, Deion, and you guys watching us on Twitter, YouTube, Let's get into it. Your thoughts, my man, on the, on the victory? Hard-fought win. I mean, pretty much like I expected. I expected it to be a tough-fought game. Both teams went on long runs. So Houston got off to a good start. Uh, Cincinnati went on a, what, a 15-0 run to end, end the half real strong. And Houston fought back. And so it was a back-and-forth game like expected. Good, gritty win for Houston on the road. And tough one to punch. Both of their veteran players stepped up really big today to lead the way. And of course, we got some good production from Malik Wilson. I guess I, I'm trying to think. Staff, they they do watch our show because we know what we talk. Some about. of them do. Sure. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Trust me, folks. They they do. I know they do. But it's good, and it's it's funny because I got some text during the first half from from some buddies. What is this offense still running? What are the Cooks doing here? Any offense looks bad when you're missing shots. <laughs> Easily, <laughs> I mean that For simplifies real. it right there. But any offense yeah. looks bad when you're missing when you shots. Miss a shot. Yeah. But Dayon, you and me, I kind of agree with on this. I think we would like Juan Roberts to get more touches. He got that in the second half, and the offense had less issues. <laughs> go go yep. figure. But it's a grinded out win, and we kind of called it in the last show, LRC show, how. Watch out for Cincinnati. It's going to be a rock fight. Going to be tough. Going to mm-hmm. be physical because mm-hmm. these two teams know each other. I mentioned Jizzle James. There's somebody to watch for Cincinnati. <laughs> so he got a bright future. He does bright future. He's just a freshman. So Love looking forward to seeing him. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing him next few years in the Big 12. But man, once again, I just love the Big 12, man. I love Big 12 basketball, the competition, the fans, the environment, the physical yeah. style of play, all of that. But let's get into it. He did not, he got in foul trouble. LJ Cryer. So Malik Wilson, as Miss Wanda saying right here, got extended minutes in the second half, which we have kind of wanted for the last few games. Yeah, but before we get into Malik, let's let's kind of start at the beginning though of the game. Okay. Because yeah, go ahead. well, I think I was as I was watching it, I was thinking Houston's familiarity playing at Cincinnati really showed to me to start that game Mm -hmm. versus being at Iowa or at Kansas, where it's all of their first times in those atmospheres, in those environments. I think their comfortability and um, being there, playing there, that's how they got off to a good start because of how they play throughout the season, I guess, on the road already. So the attentiveness to get off to a good start, I think, really helped them there. And then how you mentioned about the offense, people, as we've seen even on tweets, 
are saying, oh, what's up with this offense? And like you said, just, just missing shots. And then as they settled down, Cincinnati settled down, the game got closer, and then it was, it was just Big 12 basketball. It was good to watch. But to start the game, I, I love how really J1 and Jamal was really just a dominant one-two punch. Whenever Houston yeah. needed something, it was either Jamal or it was J1. And the way they complemented each other today, I think it's something we might see even more. I, I think it may be a point of emphasis, you know what? Let's just ride J1 even more in the half court set because I think he's showing. I mean, he, he's ready to shoulder the load. He's like, I was yep. watching him. He's just really like, whatever we need, he can do. If we want to give it to him more, he can deliver more. If we want to just, hey, just rebound, he can do it. Like, I'm like, he literally could do whatever we need. And so yep. I think going to him even more in the half court will even help this team in the times when they um, score missing shots, jump around, follow. You know, and, and it's, I'm old school, so I say that as well. But part of it, I I really I'm just of the belief, un, unless the opponent stops it, takes it away, I want to get low post touches. Yeah. Okay, I want to throw it down low. One had one turnover down the stretch, helped the Bearcats be back in that from down 10, 50, or 48. But other than that, he made the right reads. He got mm-hmm. buckets in the post. Jamal penetrated, dished off to him a few times for buckets. Just as Juan, as a hub, makes the offense just more efficient. I think that's what I'm trying to say yeah. about the old man kind of way. But just getting more touches, offense easier. LJ, he missed shots. That most of them are good looks, but he got four free throws because he did what we had talked about. He got his man on the hip. He kept mm-hmm. attacking and got fouled and made free throws. Mm-hmm. He missed but the flip shot he made. Yeah, that was a big shot right there. Big shot. He sat for what 17 minutes of the second half or whatever it was. When he got, I think he fouled, he got a fourth foul with like 16 minutes to go. He came in with like a minute left, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and made that floater flip shot. It was a Swiss tough bucket. So salute to him. Salute. Locked in for not pouting, not worried about why am I not playing? Oh, woe is me. He got a clutch bucket. That's what yeah. you want. And then Javier Francis. I'm some folks probably talking about why is he on the floor? Put back slam dunk. Coach Sampson made he made all, all the right calls today. This, all the right calls came today. through. You know, all the right calls want. today. Right, all the right calls. It was a masterful because <laughs> even watching going back to that first half. He went to Damian first and allowed Damian to kind of let the – that's what a great coaches do. They allow the players in the game to dictate how the game goes. Damian got the first call off the bench. His jumper and stuff wasn't falling, and he was doing other things, making getting some couple of rebounds and being in the right place. But then that second half, he inserted Malik Wilson. And then what Malik Wilson brought to the game was exactly what the game needed, being able to, to rebound the basketball and get it and push it in the break. And then his defense and his – being able to get steals and deflections. Everything that he brings is what Houston needed. And Coach Sampson realizing and giving both players opportunities. Because we talk about both players, and they yep. both had those opportunities today. Damon just missed his couple shots, and Malik had it going, in, and it really impacted the game, especially in that second half. And then he made um, a couple of big buckets as well. So shout-out to Malik. He really stepped up big today, and he's continuing to stack up the game. And JoJo played well. I'm not, I'm not taking anything from other players. Because at different moments of the game, Jimmy Cougar stepped up. Mm-hmm. This was a overall team victory. 
Jamal didn't shoot well, but he made clutch shots. Jamal got a clutch assist. That's different times of the game. Different coups stepped up, and they won by five. That's what, hey, that's what you want. Life in the Big 12, man, it's great. Jamal, man, what about, what about Jamal? I mean, he he now it seems like he's settled in the, in the head spot because it seems like coming into maybe this year or coming even to the conference as they were still figuring out things with the team and, like, what their roles are. It seems like he's fully settled into the role of being the go-to scorer and the go-to player, just the go-to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's fully settled in his role and realizing – He's the go-to scorer and the go-to facilitator, but he's still doing that in, in the realm of allowing his, his shooters to get their touches to see if they're going or not and see if he needs to get them the ball even more. So he's doing it in, in such a, a masterful job and taking a good shot. I love all the shots he was taking today, getting inside the lane, his floaters, some some um, fell, some didn't, and getting to his mid-range. I like when he's getting that mid-range jumper going, I think that he when he knows he's in a really good rhythm and he feels it even more. And you said it. I'm kind of curious if here – if Coach Sampson says it this way in the post-game press conference, but Coach Sampson, it seemed like, I hope he, he says it this way, he said to Jamal and Juan in the timeouts in the huddles, y'all bring it home. Y'all, we're going to ride you two. You're my veterans. I'm going to trust you. You guys get this, get this done. And that's what they did. Different ways, put back dunk, scored a pull-up, a layup, whatever was needed. The veterans came through. In addition to Malik Wilson coming through with some great steals and good defense, Jojo with some good defense and a nice floater in the paint. Emmanuel Emmanuel with a step back clutch bucket and rebounds as well. So, you know, it's just a good overall win, road win. It's a tough loss for Cincinnati. And what I think Coach Miller, what did the the TV mention? He's what, 0-7 against Coach Sampson or 0-10, whatever like that. But a lot of those beat them close 10, losses. 10 times in a row. Yep. And how how that has flipped because right. early Coach Samson years at Houston, Cincinnati owned Houston, mm-hmm. and now the tide has turned. But you can tell the Bearcats are getting better. You can tell the Bearcats' future is bright too. Big 12 is just going to keep getting tougher and tougher, man. You know. And side note, I like the Big 12 promo spot. All the hype up for this year. Comments from the players is the toughest conference in basketball, all those things. But it ends with, and we're only going to get better with bringing in Arizona, Colorado, and every. I mean, this is just great basketball. And as a hooper, fan of hooping, looking forward to it. But touched on this comment right here. Damien, he had one pass, was he penetrated too deep and tried to drop it off at JVRs. That's too much clutter there. I would like him to catch and shoot, not think about it, putting it on the floor, because sometimes that first shot you get is the best shot you will get. He overthinks it sometimes. He did it a few times a day. But Malik came through. Different guys stepped up. Kuz got the hard fall win, 67-62. You're watching on Paul Samajama and Houston Rombard View on YouTube, this edition of Less Rage Cougs. Thank you once again to Steve Saxenian and the Saxenian family as your primary sponsor, as well as Star Pizza, the secondary sponsor. Be sure to stop by any of Star Pizza's locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat buffet. 
It is outstanding. I can attest to that personally. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. But of course, this weekend, get your pizzas for your big game party at Star Pizza today and or tomorrow. Back at it, talking about the Cougs. You see it, Dewan Roberts, season out 20 points, clutch 10 for 15 from the floor. Different times, the Bearcats couldn't stop him in the second half. <laughs> you know, they couldn't keep him off the boards. They couldn't keep him from scoring in the post. Good effort, good win. Did you have any concerns during the, the drought that Houston went through? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I, I was never worried. I just I knew it was a time when they would get out of it because they were in a good rhythm and they were getting good shots. Just, they just weren't falling. And so it, it was just one of those droughts. I, I think if they settled down once they got into Jay Wan's hands, I, I mean, it was just simple. Just get it to him. I mean, today, because he had it going, and everything that he got today was in the rhythm. Like you said, he didn't force not one shot. Everything was in the rhythm of in that box of where he likes to operate. If the double came, he made the right pass. If they try to swarm him, he made the right pass. He really plays at his own pace, and so I was never worried. And then also in some of those moments, um, they just did – Cincinnati just did a good job of playing defense. And yep. so sometimes it's the other team just did a good job of playing defense. But – yeah, so I was I was really never worried. And and to the comment on Damian Dunn, I think he did have some good minutes in, in this game too. I mean, I, I'm not down on him as well. I think um so he did some strange turnovers like Chris said though. That was just kind of floor spacing thing. And this one, Kenyon B, thank you for watching the show. Damon has been horrible for us. No, he hasn't. He's been up and down and inconsistent. He has he hasn't. And if you disagree with us, Coach Sampson said what in media press conference he needs to do a better job getting Damian involved in the offense right Dion that's what coach Samson said yeah. yep. he has to do a better job getting him involved getting him touches getting him comfortable in the offense that's what coach Samson said don't take our word for it coach Samson has said that he is not the number one option as Chris B said this is not Temple okay this is still February he is still getting used to being a Cougar used to being playing tough all the time Used to trying to fit in to the offense. Used to taking shots, competing hard in practice. I'm surprised, kind of, that Fran Fashilla mentioned it during the broadcast early in the first half that Damian was, was kicked out of his first practice at Houston because that kind of stuff is really not for public consumption. But he isn't the first player to be kicked out of Cougar practice. And I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Trust me on that one. Almost every Cougar. Or Coach Sampson at one point or other has been kicked out of practice. And some of them are in the NBA. So just putting it out there. Trust me on that one. I've been there a few times and seen guys sitting outside. Coach kicked me out. I just, okay, leave it alone. <laughs> Keep on moving. But hey. Yeah. And also to your point, I think this is also I'm adjusting from like being just a role player and a complimentary piece and adjusting and being into a, a role to where your minutes may be consistent just about on how if you're making shots or how you're impacting the game. And so I think that just puts more of an onus on being ready and being locked in and capitalizing on what the team needs on that given game. And he's been up and down, like you said. He definitely isn't hurting or it's, it's been bad for us. It's just been inconsistent. But I think as he continues to settle in, he could be that X factor that we need that could get us over the hump on, on any given game. You never know when because he can go off at any moment. And he does something when he's confident and comfortable in the offense that a lot of Cougars don't get. He can't get to the free throw line. 
he can beat his man off the dribble and draw contact and get fouled and go to the line. Sometimes the Cougars need a guy to just go get a bucket, go to the, get to the line. Just beat your man. Just beat your man off the dribble, get fouled, and get to the line. Sometimes you need to stop some momentum for the other team by going to the free throw line and getting free throws. He does that. Coach Sampson is still working on trusting him. I think we all agree on that. So don't, don't expect him to score 20 points like he did at Temple. That's not necessary for him here. His job is to get rebounds, play good defense, be consistent offensively when it comes to being physical and aggressive. Then if he scores, he scores. But don't make turnovers. That's one thing Coach Sampson does. That's not one from any of his players is careless turnovers, especially those live ball turnovers. They see the Cougars today. Go ahead, Dan, look at it. They had five turnovers, only five. That helps you stay in games. When you're yep. not shooting the ball well, and sometimes, many times for the Cougars, it's better to just take a shot and rebound the miss rather than turn it over. <laughs> so yep. they shot 50% in the second half after missing 12 in a row in the first half, first half before Juan got to put back in that scoring drought. This is Houston Cougar basketball, and I think one of our earlier comments to start the show. <laughs> Let me pull it, pull it up. Uh, for this one, I'm going to be gray and feeble by March for sure because of how the Cougs play. They will go through scoring droughts, but also how life is in the Big 12. It's going to be physical. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be hard-nosed. It's going to be ugly at times. If you mm-hmm. like offense and high-power scoring, most games in the Big 12 are not for you. <laughs> so if you like physical, hard-nosed defense, like I do, then you're going to like this kind of play. But let's see right here. One, and those points you made about Dunn, what Dunn brings to our table is exactly why I like about him. He will be a critical player next season, not that he has been for this one. But Chris B is right, right here. The team goes as Shed goes. Yeah. And that second sentence right there, you you referenced that he shows to go right. Mm-hmm. He's becoming a Kimba of our team. He is about to get those big moments for the world to see in March. Dan put it yep. out there in the universe a few shows ago, and I hope it happens. I hope it happens. And you just just look at his career. He's been the one, even when Malcolm Sasser has been on the team, to be having his hands with the ball and make those big shots in the big moments. And so he's done it before that against Memphis and just all of the different games. And so, I, like, man, he's he's prime and ready for that moment. And, I, and I'm seeing that Coach Sampson now, I don't want to say now, but I think now that, in my opinion, now they realize it's, it's him that's the one that is going to be the one. Because I think maybe there was an onus on maybe – LJ was gonna gonna step into that prominent score role and be maybe our leading scorer, and and I think early on we the team and staff we kind of focused on that getting him looks and trying to get him going, and I think just organically is it's naturally transitioned into Jamal stepping into that role, primarily within conference play over these last what six or seven eight games, mm-hmm. and I think he he's he's really showing that he's the one and he's stepping up and I think he's ready I think he's gonna have that Kimber run. And it, it's it's part of the trust that he has developed with Coach Sampson, but also his skill set. 
and confidence in himself. He believes he can beat his man off the dribble. He believes he can get a, his shot whenever he wants to. He believes he can get to the rim whenever he wants to. That's all part of his development, player development from the coaches, Coach Q, all the coaches. But now Coach Sampson trusts him. Coach mm-hmm. Sampson, he, Jamal, Maul, take over, man. We need you to be aggressive. We need to take over these next five minutes. I got you, Coach. Let's get it done. I mean, that's where he is with Coach Sampson, and it's it's great to see. And although it's college, if you look at it like the NBA game, you know how people look at like LeBron needs this around him. Jamal got the right setup around him for him to do what he does great. He got shooters and floor spaces around him, like some of the great players in the NBA, like they need. And Coach Sampson, with his um, NBA pedigree and what he knows, I think he's realizing that not only with the, the pick and roll game, but just the 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 floor spacing aspect of it. When you got the LJs and, and Emmanuels, and even if they have the four guard lineups or with Damian or even with Leak or whatever the guards is, he got those floor spacers who are threat from the outside. Then you got uh, the Maliks and the Damians who who all will crash the offensive glass and be slashers. And he's such a great player, player, a passer. He can do it through uh, pick and roll with Jaywan like they did today as well. And so it just, it's just such a setup for Jamal to be successful. And I think now he, he's kind of figuring out how to be aggressive but not kind of take as many shots because one game he took like 24 29 shots and that's a lot of shots and i think Mm -hmm. that could wear him down as bit. so he's still kind of figuring out and when his moments when to be aggressive and and how to do it efficiently within his game because he's never really since he's been at houston been counted on to be the lead scorer right and i this team needs him to do that i think he's ready to do it and I think he got the right, perfect setup around him. And shout out to Emmanuel. Watching every time, every uh, every game this year, I feel like I've seen like, okay, what's the next thing for him to do? He's proven now he's more than just a shooter, and he can get, he can score off the bounce, and he's a real scorer because he got a knack from getting to the free throw line. I was thinking this like as the game, I was like, is beating his man off the dribble, creating space, and getting his jump shot. And what he doing at big time? Yep. Create space off the dribble and get his jump shot off. I think once he can do that consistently, create space and score off the dribble, that's when he can take that next step and be like a Rob Gray type score. I right. think he he he's he's steady getting better and better and better. And no wonder he averaged 30 in high school. You could, I could just see it now. Now I'm seeing it transfer. You see him get comfortable, more, more comfortable in every game. And his freshman year, Coach Samson said that Emmanuel – has the potential and the ability to be another Rob Gray. I can see okay. it. Say, think about that. Audience, fans, viewers of Less Red Coups, Coach Sampson said that, that Emmanuel Sharp has the potential to be another Rob Gray. I can see it. You know, and this is a good point by Michael Jones. People need to also rem- remember Malik redshirted last year and has mm-hmm. had more time with the team to understand his role done just joined and it's similar with lj this is their first year in this system those guys what three four years in different systems and both of those baylor and temple far far different than houston culture far far different roles when they had lj had a baylor damien had a temple so to expect 
them to be consistently good in this Cougar system, I think is unrealistic. They got to play hard. That's what they got to do. They got to compete on defense. That's what they got to do. Those are, are, as Coach Sam says, non-negotiables. Their shot's going to come and go. But you play hard and you're aggressive, that's a must. So, I mean, the Cougs won today three for 16 from three. They won a road game shooting three for 16 from three. LJ was 0 for 4. Emmanuel was 1 for 3. Jamal was 2 for 8. They won a road game in the Big 12 going 3 for 16 from three. And, wow, this person right here, just leaping, <laughs> jumping ahead to next Saturday. <laughs> Do we think the Texas game will be close after watching? That's February 17th at high noon on CBS. We'll talk about the Longhorn matchup toward the end of the show. But, you know, right now, I don't care if it's close or not, as long as the Cougars win. <laughs> That's all I care about. You know, if it's 1 or 21, as long as the Cougars protect home court. <laughs> That's the bottom line there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to talk after a win. Thank you, everybody, for participating in the discussion here on YouTube and on Musk. I hope it's working on Musk. Had some issues with different contact connections with the show live streaming on, on uh, Twitter slash Musk slash X. But Emmanuel has always been something special. His first season starting, you can tell that his shooting style was something special. It's different. It's his style. Shooting style is his style. <laughs> I'm not sure you teach it for it to anybody else, but it works for him. <clears throat> and see, T.I. goes a different route about Damien. I'm still hoping for more positive results from Dunn consistently. I still wonder why he doesn't attack the rim more. Right. Especially with the way he can get to the free throw line. Yep. I think oftentimes he does settle for a lot of jumpers. But, yeah. Because sometimes he, good, he pump fakes himself out of a foul rather than just beat the man off the dribble and go to the rim and like Emmanuel does. Look for that contact. <laughs> get, get fouled and go to the free throw line. Damien at times pump fakes so much that he ends up being off balance and refs are like, well, this is all you, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not calling a foul because you you taking too long to get off your shot. So, But I think he has to do that, work on it, and just get to the line and score some points that way. When he sees the ball go in a hoop, I think his confidence will return. He'll be fine. But Malik Wilson, once again, came through 21 minutes, three steals. The rebounds were key as well from Malik. It's always important and beneficial when your guards rebound and crash the boards. And, and that's what they did today, you know, Let's see, Jamal had four boards, LJ had two, JB had six, Juwan had eight, Emmanuel had six, Malik had seven, Damien had two, JoJo had only three. But he only had three because other people got rebounds. But he did good things in his 20 minutes of action. An overall solid road victory for the Houston Cougars. And that's what is that's winning. Thank you, Kevin. I think everybody agrees with this. It doesn't matter. One or 21 or 31 or 41. Just beat the Longhorns. <laughs> That's all that matters. Speedy, thank you very much for your comment and chiming in on this edition of Less Rage Cougs. It's me, KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View with Dayon Dunlap from Paw Slamma Jamma and Yanez 
is finishing up some teacher duties today. So it's unlikely he'll join us in these closing moments of the show, but he is with us and he'll put everything together for us. But yes, as Speedy says, it's a great win. It's a road win in the Big 12. A good one. And that's it. That's all that matters. It's a road win in the Big 12. What was it? I think the announcer said that the home team has won almost two-thirds of their games in conference play. <laughs> and yes, Malik had two tie-ups. He had and then a deflection, so he had three steals in the game. His defense, it was clutch. It was necessary. It was key. He came through. And it's weird. He he bricked the layup. He had a putback and tossed it off the glass too hard. But then yeah. seconds later, he had a pull-up jumper. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, well, Malik, you score how you want to score, man. Just get it done. And he did that. I think he's getting more confident in himself. He's put in the work in practice. Coach Sampson. Yeah, it was probably because of LJ's foul trouble, but he stuck with Malik. Malik didn't make mistakes. Malik did not give Coach Sampson reason to put him from the game. That's a good point right there. That's a good point. He didn't give him a reason. to. That's a great point. I think that's what it was for him, too, playing well enough to where when you don't make a mistake and have to look over your shoulder. And, and not only that, just doing what he – knowing he can do. We'll yeah. play hard, grab the boards, use his length and athleticism, and all the things that he can bring to the table. And so it was good to see him impact the game because Coach Sampson could have pulled him out and could have went with someone else. And so for him to trust him and allow him to play like he did and impact the game he did, I think would only give him more confidence in knowing um, when LJ – I think that will give more confidence to the staff, too. Maybe LJ doesn't have to be in foul trouble for him to trust and go to Mm -hmm. Malik or to a Damian as well. And so I think it's just a a lot of different ways that we can look at it. The important thing is it benefits the team in a a positive way. Right. And it's another, I think, example of the team getting better this month. If Malik plays like this, we're not asking him to presume – have these same numbers every game. It'd be nice to get some steals and some rebounds, but to play enough minutes, be productive. Where don't do anything for Coach Samson to pull him. You know, if he does that, that helps the team. That should give Jamal some rest. Jamal played, I think, the entire second half today. He played 38 minutes today, but part of that was because of foul trouble to LJ and Emmanuel in the first half, and then LJ with two early fouls in the second half. So Jamal played the entire second half with Malik, but Malik did it. He was a a positive. He impacted winning today. If he does that going forward, it's just another tool for Coach Sampson to use and for another example of the team getting better. And that's a good point right here from, from Speedy. Keep fighting for those big boards. Solid defense, intense Houston Cougars. This was a Cougar win. They went through a scoring drought, a shooting drought late in the first half. They were down at halftime, but they shot 50% in the second half, won the battle of the boards, made clutch plays down the stretch, and got the road win. Hey, that's what folks want. That's what fans want, and they're still in first place. It's a quad one win, another one for Houston. They're 8-3 in conference. They're like a half game ahead of Iowa State right now because they played one more game. But the Cougars are in first place. They're still number one in the net. You know, I'm not really too big on the AP or coaches rankings, but they're number one in the net. 
And that's what it all, Patrick, it's not, it's just not likely for Big Said to get minutes this year, especially consistently. It's, it's just not likely to happen. As Coach Sampson said, I think Said would get minutes with, you know, dire foul trouble for every front court player. But Coach Sampson said, was it last week, that the plan for Said is to be along the, the Chris Harris path of development. You know, by Said's fifth or sixth semester at Houston in terms of basketball playing, he'll be better. In terms of hooping, he's like in th semester three. So he's still got room to grow and time for him to grow and improve. So don't expect a lot from him this year. Next year, I think he'll get more time, more consistently minutes. He's getting better in practice, and that's a start right there. But he has to learn the language and lingo of the defenses because from someone overseas, he doesn't have that communication skills of knowing how to call and when to call it. And that's part of the defense. You got to be at the five-man for Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just see him in spot minutes and where there could be games like Oklahoma State against younger players like him. So just different different situations, I, I think, and everything like you said. But, uh, I mean, what Houston has, I, I'm looking for JVR, he showed good signs today. I think he, he's – been looking really aggressive probably since staff has probably gotten onto him and told him after a few times where he um had missed just some point blank where he would have should have went up and dunked it and i'm sure mm -hmm. staff i'm sure this is me making an assumption no reports i haven't heard anything like this i'm just assuming that they got on to him about when he's closer to the going up and dunking it and being more aggressive and more certain and he's looked that way after those few moments early early in the season. I can't remember exactly what game or what time during the season it was, but I like when I present to him. He he goes up, he gets rebounds, his shot blocking, his activity. Well, he's definitely it makes an impact on the game whenever he's on the floor. And he's getting better. The next thing for him in terms of his offensive development will be to add going over his left shoulder instead of just yeah. relying on the left hand jump hook. But that mm -hmm. that's down the line for his development. You can see his improvement it's slow, but it's steady. He's getting better. He's not going to be this, you know, Akeem Olajuwon person in the post. In low hell, let's be honest. When Akeem was in college, uh, you he know, had little to nothing in low post, you know, moves. Yeah, I definitely don't think that. But you know who I think he can develop to. Who Houston fans seen is Josh Carlton. Mm -hmm. I remember Josh Carlton when he was at UConn. We seen him his freshman year, his sophomore year. He really wasn't much of what he was until we seen him his senior year. So I think giving him that type of time, he could develop into a Josh Carlton type player. To by that time in like a year or so, a uh, year or two. I think he can be a reliable post player, and he can get you a fifteen and ten or something like that, or that, really like a Hunter Dickerson type of player where you can throw it to him and he can get you consistent posts and get you consistent. Wins. I think he's like a year or two away from being something like that. And let's, let's, even, let's bring it even closer. Be like Dwan Roberts because yeah. it took Juan a, yeah. a good while to develop consistent moves on the block where yeah. Coach Sampson, and now he's there. Coach Sampson, yeah. hey, we're going to go to Juan down low or the mid right. post to get yeah. things done. If Jay can do that, it's all part of the development yep. that, the, that the staff believes in and preaches and does each practice for the guys to get better every practice and then games, season to season. So next season, I think we can expect more from Jay.
But right now, just focus on what he can do well and then keep it moving forward. Next year is next year. But right now, the Cougars are 21 and 3, 8 and 3 in the Big 12, sitting in first place. Can you, you pull up a score of the uh, Kansas Baylor game? Last I saw, it wasn't close. Can you it's halftime right now. It's 28 24, 28 34. Okay. Uh, uh, Kansas is up. Yep. All right. But yeah, you know, the Josh Carlton comparison to uh, Francis, mm-hmm. I can see that. Is It that. takes, for a lot of big men, a while to develop. Very rarely do big men just come in and make an immediate impact outside of dunking. You know, very rarely do you see them come in as freshmen, sophomores with great footwork and getting things done on the block or in the mid-post. And honestly, Dayon, in today's basketball, not many big men go down low. <laughs> Most of them right. now stand outside and shoot threes. Right. So Jay, is he's like a throwback mm-hmm. with low-post scoring. So I think- and one way to hear another thing that he's good at that we probably don't really mention as much on our show is when he uh, Houston don't really do a lot of switching where he has to guard guards, but when he hedges and some <coughs> guards – have to sw- switch over. He does a good job of moving his feet and keeping mm-hmm. guarding in front of him. And I think that can something that uh, translate well going forward. Agreed. For and I think Juan Roberts is good at that. You yep. see, and JoJo getting better with that without having his hands out there picking up fouls. Mm-hmm. So all three of those big men are doing a good job of the switches and keeping their perimeter players in front of them, at least long enough for the switch to come back. And that's really all you want. But JoJo, you can see JoJo just from, what, two weeks ago. If he, if he got caught on a switch, he played with his hands. Foul. Mm-hmm. Today, he cut down that second half. He didn't foul. He moved his feet. He kept the guy in front of him. Just continue to get better. Another example, he didn't do a lot on the boards. But when you have Malik Wilson coming through with seven boards and other guys, Emmanuel Sharp getting six boards, it was a rebounding effort. And that's what you want. That's the opposite of what happened last Saturday against Kansas. Last Saturday, let's see, what was it? Juan Roberts and Tugler combined for 21 of the team's 24 rebounds. 21 of the 24 rebounds. Everybody else got a total of three boards. Today, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine different Cougars got a a rebound today. That's what it takes to win on the road. And they got it done. One thing, important stat for me today that I'm looking at just now is um, Houston points in the paint. Because it's not often you have a team go three from 16 from three, not shoot Mm -hmm. the ball well, but they dominate in the paint the way Houston did. They scored 38 points in the paint to Cincinnati's 22 and Cincinnati went six of 23. And so I think that's a, a, a key stat tonight, being that when they went on that drought, they were struggling shooting the ball. So what did they do? They attacked the paint. They didn't rel- live and die by the three like a lot right. of teams do. They went back to old school in two-point shots and close to the rim shots and going inside and driving the basketball. And that's, a, that's another good thing that they did today. Agreed. And we're going to wrap it up. Not going to keep everybody too long on Saturday evening, but thank you for watching this edition of Less Rage Cougs presented by Steve Saxonian and the Saxonian family, our primary sponsor, and also, of course, our secondary sponsor, Star Pizza. 
Star Pizza with multiple locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of their locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. And, of course, this weekend is kind of important to football fans. Get your pizzas for your big game party at Star Pizza this evening and, of course, tomorrow before the big game. My man, I know your team isn't in it. My team is trash. It hasn't been in it in a while, but you care to make a prediction on the game tomorrow? Uh, I'm hoping. I'm going for the Chiefs. I'm hoping Mahomes and company get another ring. He's from Texas, black quarterback. I'm, I'm rocking with the Chiefs. I mean, where I live right now, Chiefs kingdom, and so I'm surrounded by another. Oh, Chiefs that's fans. true. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm hoping Kansas City brings it on home. I don't want 49ers to win it at all. I'll go with that. I'll second that. That's fine. <laughs> you said it. You said everything needed to be said right there. Yeah. All right, my man. I'm gonna go first since Andy's not here. It's just you and me to close it out. So I'm going to do the big screen real quick. I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View. Thank you, as always, for joining us this evening on this edition of Less Rage Coups. Thank you for watching on Pause Jam on YouTube and on Twitter, as well as on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. Follow me, Houston Round Bar View, on Threads, TikTok, Instagram, Spoutable, all those platforms since 1994. It's going 30 years now, since 1994. The Houston Round Bar Review, local name, global perspective. And I'm Dayon Dunlap. You can join, follow me on all social media at Dayon Dunlap. That's at D A Y O N D U N L A P. Follow the Pod Slammer Jam account on X, formerly known as Twitter, as well as subscribe to both YouTube uh, channels, Houston Round Bar Review and the Pod Slammer Jam accounts. Appreciate all the support. As always, go Cougs. Good rogue dub. On to the next one. Good stretch. Tough stretch coming up for Houston.